quick. Yeah. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, just build off of it. Um, you've seen it. We've kind of been bad news bears at times this season, knowing that if we played better and uh, cleaner football, we'd have a chance to beat anybody. And, and hopefully that's ahead of us. I, I still think execution can improve greatly, and, and hopefully we can uh, build off this win. It's head coach Morris Buttermaker. I mean, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, bad news bears, uh, talking about maybe you could build on this. Maybe we shall see. It was a good win for the Cardinals yesterday to go into L.A., their kind of personal house of horrors against their team. Oh, yeah. A, a team that has really owned them uh, to get a 10-point a win, and it wasn't even that close, really. It was a garbage-time touchdown that well, made it a 10-point The last game. time they were in that building, that's when yes. all hell really broke yes. loose for this football franchise. Yes. That was that playoff loss that, that everybody was expecting, playoff Kyler, and we got the worst game out of his career, and then came all the contract drama, then came all the drama after that, mm-hmm. and then the performance-related drama, and here we are. So it's interesting. Yep. Uh, win on a Monday, Big Red Monday. Wouldn't be the same without your phone calls. We open up the lines now at 602-260-9870. And let's start with George and Tempe here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hi, George. Hey, this is uh, an interesting uh, interesting day. You know, I think Michael Bidwell is going to have to have a serious conversation with the Cardinal Brain Trust, and by that I mean Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I don't think there's really a quarterback controversy. You know, you've been talking about it, but there is no controversy. Kyler has to sit. And, you know, last week, I, I, last week you were talking about whether Cliff has lost the locker room. I think Kyler's lost the locker room, and that's uh, that's a very serious situation. You know, I've been t- saying all year long that Kyler is a novelty, and I think we're we're really starting to see it, that that's the case because, you know, Colt McCoy, uh, as good a job as he did yesterday, we all know he's not a long term solution, but he could be the rest of the year solution. I think this team could actually put some wins on the board, but. Seriously, Bidwell's going to have a big decision because that's a huge dead cap hit to do something with Kyler next year. And now I have no idea what to do with Cliff. He's still uneven. He still has some very strange play calling. Steve Kime still has to go. But uh, I think we all kind of see the writing on the wall now. George, good call as always. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, yesterday coming out and when new quarterback, first play from scrimmage. Screen pass, one mm-hmm. one yard screen pass uh-huh. to DeAndre Hopkins. You're like, man, you had all week to script these plays, and that's really what you want to go to—a screen pass with no blocking out on the edge. But right uh, what, after that, it, it it picked up and and looked like a a, a better oiled machine, not a well oiled machine, but at least it was getting well, some oil. You said something interesting earlier, and that is, it, it was this decision partially made for them based on the fact that if Kyler Murray couldn't use his legs to full advantage, he'd be a sitting duck against a team like the Rams. And and Colt McCoy, like we said earlier, the, the thing that jumped off the screen with this team yesterday was how fast the ball came out of the quarterback's hands. Uh-huh. You don't see that with Kyler Murray. And so if that is a huge trigger point in this offense, then there's a lot of evidence to, to roll with Colt McCoy one more time and see mm-hmm. what you get out of him. Let's keep it going on the phones out to the West Valley to surprise. Noe is up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Noe. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, it's a beautiful morning in Arizona, and I feel great this morning after watching that win from the Cardinals. Um, it was definitely a jolt that the state of Arizona needed uh, to get this team, you know, moving forward, you know, get those W's and 
I kind of feel, I mean, these last few games that Arizona's had, um, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, you know, trying to take the team to the ICU to try to you know, revive itself. And by, you know, putting Colt McCoy as a starter yesterday, uh, it really, it really made a game. Uh, it was a game changer. It really made a difference, and it, and it goes to show that you know you have the right guy under under the, you know, behind the center. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make some plays. You're gonna make some. You know, you're gonna get the team to that 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 winning phase again. And I believe Cole McCoy's our guy. And as love as as love as I can give to Kyler Murray, he still has to learn. You know, he, in my eyes, he's still a rookie quarterback, and I believe that he can learn from veterans um, out there in the league. Thanks, Noah. I appreciate it. Uh, 602-260-9870, the phone number. Uh, now we'll check in with Adam and Gilbert here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hi, Albert. Adam. Hey, guys. I uh, love your show. Thanks for having me. Um, man, that kicker was awesome. Uh, no, just, just, uh, <laughs> no, it was really, really great to see the Cardinals win. It was awesome. I I don't want to give this stuff too much boost of credit because, I mean, the Rams were a terrible team yesterday. Yes. I mean, yes. and with the backup quarterback, let's not give him too much credit because literally I saw the same exact game strip like he was talking about. Oh, yeah, first play of the game. Let's, what, what do you think it's going to be? Of course it's going to be a screen pass. But there was a stabilization at the quarterback helm, and that was kind of the difference of the game. So I wouldn't say too much about, oh, Kyler, this is the reason why we can't have Kyler. This is no, I think it was just more of a stabilization of the quarterback. So let's just follow the game game script. Even if it is throw it 11 straight times with your backup quarterback, we still have the same issues. There wasn't that many miscues of stuff like that with the head coach, but let's ease back a little bit and say, okay, we got a limping team and we finished them off really there's, good. Yeah, there's no but doubt about that. Great bend, but don't break by the defense, you know, kind of situation. But I don't know. Let me know if you guys saw anything different except for no, no, the I, head I th- Yeah, I think you're right on the money here. I but, but I do think what they did is they bought themselves some time here. They bought themselves some time to put an even better game on the field. And, and, and if it's enough against the 49ers, then maybe you can resuscitate this season. Uh, yeah, listen, there's still issues everywhere and Again, we're not going to make too much of this game because the Rams the Rams have tapped out. Yeah, the I Rams mean, are no longer it, circling the drain. They're firmly yeah, in the drain. They're in the drain, and I think that was pretty obvious yesterday. Um, and, and again, I think, as I said at the start of the show, those HBO cameras, I think they're going to help keep this team sharp. They're going to – where other teams start to drift. I think the Rams have drifted is what I think's happened here. Um, so, and again, no one's saying that you can win a Super Bowl with Colt McCoy. No. And, and, and ultimately – you're going to have to get this quarterback developed properly, and these are heavy, heavy questions. But the question really does become, do you just tell Kyler, listen, dude, just take 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 another week. We'll, 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 we'll talk after that Monday night game. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think this is where the team is going to be leaning, you know? It's... It's it's hard it's hard to take the football from a guy who I, gave you that game yesterday. I agree with you. Let's uh, close out with Chris and Gilbert here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Chris. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Awesome. Yeah. So first off, I just want to say it was a good win. You know, uh, they did the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. They didn't go out there. They didn't play super flashy football. They didn't put up any like record breaking stats. But they went out and they got the job done. So that was good to see. It almost seems like Cliff. Uh, 
was ready to coach harder for Colt than he was for Kyler. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just got that impression. Another thing that I had thinking was, uh, you know, everyone we're kind of talking about like how healthy is Kyler, yada, yada, yada. Makes you wonder, maybe Kyler was healthy, but with uh, the way he's been performing, the way the team's been performing lately, maybe he milked it a little bit just because he didn't want to be the you know, the screw in the coffin that kind of sunk the team the rest of the way. Just, just kind of a thought I had. Eh, it's possible. Appreciate the phone call, Chris. Uh, yeah. The screw in the coffin. The nail. nail in the coffin. That's the <laughs> saying. He messed up his uh, his fastening tool there. <laughs> I get, you could screw it happens. A, you could screw a coffin shut. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be as easy or as, as efficient as nailing it shut, but you could do it. Sure. Probably would hold better, too. <laughs> Thanks well, for the you could just close it. You don't need to nail it <laughs> at all. True. Right? I mean, it's I don't... not pushing it yeah, yeah, Who's right. trying to get out on yeah, that other right. side? We don't know. Right. Uh, we'll thanks for all the, the phone calls. Uh, we'll continue on this quarterback dynamic because uh, it's fascinating now. It'll get more fascinating as the week goes on. McCoy Murray against the uh, 49ers on Monday. What do you do if you're Cliff Kingsbury? More on that next on this Big Red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Obviously, you're going to try to maximize what each guy does the best and, and personnel and things of that nature, but we were really good in the first half avoiding the negative plays. I think we had 38 snaps and only one negative play. Second half, we had those two big penalties to start and then uh, the sack when we were driving, which we got to avoid those. But um, he does a great job pre-snap just recognizing, getting it out quick and, and getting to those playmakers. Uh, so that's uh, been his deal since he's played. I don't know his stats in the last whatever four or five starts he's had for us, but it's, it's efficient. It's... Uh, you know, playing at a high level. That is Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the uh, Cardinals, talking about the difference between Kyler Murray running the offense mm-hmm. and Colt McCoy running the offense. We had, what, nine games of the Kyler Murray experience, one game of the Colt McCoy experience. But yesterday, for people like me, and I think you're in this category too, for a long time, it's hard to it's hard to watch the Cardinals struggle offensively the way we have this year without wondering, what does Kyler Murray look like? with somebody else calling the plays. Mm -hmm. What does Cliff Kingsbury look like with somebody else executing the plays that Mm -hmm. he's calling? Now, we have to go back to, we've got four games of one of those examples, and that's Colt McCoy running it, and they're 3-1 and in those games. We've got one example of Kyler Murray without Cliff Kingsbury. Right. And those results were great, too, by the way. Kyler Murray's only thrown four touchdown passes in a game twice in his career. One of them was that game in Cleveland. So it's just this weird, like, for people that are wondering what it looks like with one and not the other. Yeah, there you go. It, it, it's even more confusing after this Listen, win, I think. Listen, Kyler Murray is obviously the more talented quarterback, but the question becomes compatibility with an offense and what is required, and there is such an emphasis on Cliff Kingsbury's offense staying on schedule yes. that you need a guy to get rid of the ball and get it to the right place and get it out quick. And and Colt McCoy does that very well, and it worked very well yesterday. Now the question becomes, can that work as a, a 
sustainable kind of offense. And, you know, I think we all agree you need more quarterback to get where ultimately where you want to go. Yes. And that's the Super Bowl. I don't think you're getting to the Super Bowl with Colt McCoy, and I don't think anybody else thinks that. But the question becomes, you've got this game against the 49ers coming up. Do you roll back with this just to see, just to roll with the hot hand? And and, and then at the same time, you're, you're giving Kyler Murray plenty of time to heal. I, I think we all think that sounds like the best plan, but you wonder how willing and obliging Kyler Murray would be to that. Would he would he take offense to that? Would he be cool with that? Because, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't like playing when, when I'm not 100 percent and I still feel a little bit off. But but you would think if Kyler Murray is a competitor and he feels good enough to play that he'd be like, heck, yes. no, give me the ball. What are you talking about? I'm the quarterback of this team. Uh-huh. So I don't know where this thing is going to go. I really don't. Well, I'm real curious to see episode two of Hard Knocks and all the lead up to this Rams game when we knew after episode one, all right, Kyler's got a bit of a hamstring issue. How serious is it? If it happened late in the second quarter and he played through it, you know, is that something that's going to hamper him moving forward? Obviously, it was serious serious enough to keep him out of this game. But now I want to see leading up, you know, how close was he? What those conversations were like? Mm-hmm. You know, what was Kyler Murray's willingness to play through that less than 100%, especially against a team like the Rams that has had his number? I think that's all fascinating stuff. Well, Going back to something you said, too, about the importance of Cliff Kingsbury's offense. This year, to an extreme degree, the Cardinals' offense, offensive success has come when things break down. When Kyler Murray can improvise um, and things, there's two ways to get off schedule offensively. During the course of a drive, when you have a penalty or a negative play that sets you back behind the sticks, mm-hmm. and you're in you know two go uh, long to go situations. Mm-hmm. The other way to get off schedule is when your first read's not there, when the operation of the play, the execution of the play isn't there. You know, Colt McCoy didn't have to improvise much yesterday. That's how on schedule the offense was. And, yeah. you know, was it devastating? No, they had under 300 yards of offense. The big play wasn't there. Just the, the smoothness of the operation, you know, there wasn't a lot of clock issues. There wasn't a, you know, a bevy of burn timeouts. Mm-hmm. It just looked different. And I'm with you. And it felt like, different. Yeah. You got to, if this is a hot hand, you got to ride the hot hand. Your season is on the line. Yes, and and so and you also got to think that if you're Steve Kime and you're Cliff Kingsbury, you know how hot the seat was getting uh, under both, but primarily Cliff. And and there was this thing was headed in one very certain direction. And Colt McCoy's performance yesterday kind of kind of shined a different light, not just on the head coach because I still think there's a lot of heavy questions you got to wrestle to the ground with him in terms of leadership and and management and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but I think that if you were in that position, it'd be very tempting to stick with him because you know you can trust him to do these things that you're asking a quarterback to do. He's not going to give you the super flashy or the super special, but you're going to get like he did yesterday, 70% completion ratio, and that's going to keep you on schedule. Again, it's the thing of whether or not this offense can work. Is Cliff's offense a viable NFL offense if it's run efficiently? And there's people who don't believe so. Mark Schlereth doesn't believe this is an NFL quality kind of offense. And so the the, the risk is if the, the Cardinals commit to, to 
Colt McCoy, well, the 49ers are going to prepare their defense against a quarterback who gets the ball out on schedule, who does those things well. And it's there's a downside to that. I mean, if Colt McCoy were the better quarterback, he'd be starting. Kyler Murray wouldn't have been paid that money in the offseason. But it's a fascinating point in the season now to be wrestling with this decision yes. for a lot of different reasons. And, and let's be clear about it. Nobody on this show, and I don't think anybody really anywhere is saying Colt McCoy is the better, no. more talented no. quarterback. No. It's just in terms of the situation that is in front of the Cardinals, yes. we saw one example of it yesterday. That was exactly the type of performance the Cardinals needed from a quarterback, mm-hmm. regardless of it was Kyler Murray yeah. or Colt McCoy. Ride this as long as you can, well, and when it's yeah. time, hand the keys back to Kyler Murray, and hopefully he can use that example or the example that was set for him and what he got to observe from the sideline as something that can make him better moving forward. Well, you'd hope. You would hope. This is essentially another must-win game for the team, though. You can't lose this game and convince yourself you're in anything. So you've got to pick who's going to help you win this game um, the most. But it's at the same time, I would think if you were the GM and the head coach, there'd be a strong temptation to stick with that guy just because it makes everything look coherent. People aren't screaming, what's up with this play call? What is going on with it? What are you doing throwing the ball backwards? It's There was none of that yeah. yesterday. Three words apply for this upcoming game for the Cardinals. Find a way. Uh, and if you want to apply that solely to the quarterback position, so be it. But they need to figure out a way to beat San Francisco. And if they do that... Next Tuesday morning, Bick, we're talking about yeah. a team that's a half game behind the San Francisco 49ers. The team that everybody has got a star next to them. Like, look out for this team. That The number of headlines I read from national outlets today was like, 49ers send a message to the rest of the league by beating the Chargers. And I'm like, okay, I believe the 49ers are still the best team in the division, but... Did you get any message from them last night? Second they, half, I did. They, they, kinda, the, they, they struggled a lot with a really depleted Chargers team. Yeah, right. I, but this is the second. This is the second game, though. I've seen that defense just tighten the screws. There's that word again uh, on, on an opponent in the second half and win a game. So I, I think I think they're in a pretty good place right now. But they mm-hmm. are beatable. They, I, I, mean, I believe I, that too. You look at that quarterback, and they're beatable. I believe that. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next, a big Red Monday edition of the Rush Hour Reboot. Sarah Cazell takes us through the big stories of the day. Next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Setting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. A very, very happy Monday to all of you. A very happy Victory Monday to all of you listening here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I am Sarah Cazell taking you the top stories of the day with Rush Hour Reboot. Featuring Dan Bickley. Hey. Featuring Vince Murata. Ayo Cheetah. What's up? Oh. What's up? Hello. Do you guys know those videos? No. I'm obsessed with those videos. What? Do you know what they are, Jared? Nope. There's oh. some dude on Instagram who uh, does, he sings recipes with like a cheetah puppet. 
They're pretty hilarious. I'm <laughs> interested. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Jarrett Carlin here. I'm a big fan of cuss words. <laughs> big same. <laughs> big same. All right. Welcome on into the Rush Hour Reboot, everyone. We are talking about a Cardinals win this morning, 27-17 over the Rams in Los Angeles yesterday. The Cardinals are now 4-6 and six on the year. That is their first division win of the year. And now looking at the NFC West standings, the Cardinals have leapfrogged the Rams at the bottom of the division. Colt McCoy started in place of Kyler Murray. He was out with the hamstring injury. And, and McCoy was steady. He was decisive uh, while Murray watched in street clothes. McCoy completed 26 of 37 pass attempts, 238 yards, and a touchdown. And Cliff Kingsbury had a lot of nice things to say about the quarterback after the win. Yeah, that's uh, a credit to him, man, to be able to go out there and do that first playing time of the season, really. Um, didn't do much in training camp. Had a couple injuries come up. Had injury to start the season and still be able to settle in and just get the ball out, avoid the negative plays, be efficient, do all those things. Um, and the whole week during practice, the way he led and professionalism there early, stayed late. You know, communication was just through the roof. It was awesome to see. All right, more praise for Colt McCoy here. A reporter asked Cliff Kingsbury about the new infusion of energy mm-hmm. around the team, and I want you to pay attention to how careful Cliff Kingsbury was with his words here. Yeah, I, you know, think Colt had a lot to do with it um, on offense, just the, his presence, how he carried himself. Um, being 36, he understands his opportunities for him don't come along very often anymore. So I thought all week during practice, guys felt that. Like there was a sense of urgency. Hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to show what I can do. And um, this is my opportunity. And, and when you had that type of energy, I think it carried over. Okay, so what do you guys hope that Kyler Murray, who was watching the game from the sidelines, what do you hope he took away from the way Colt McCoy played and how the team reacted? That's a great question. Um... I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, what what did Kyler take away from yeah. seeing? No, I'm. What, what do you should hope? he have? What, sh- what I do mean, you hope he saw? What do you hope he absorbed? Just the calmness. Like Kyler is telling people to calm the bleep down when he was not on the field. Everything looked calmer. So who's the one that needs to calm the bleep down? Ooh. Yeah, there's there is that, and there's the the leadership component. Like I said, I think that the, the just the the general vibe of that offense it just it felt more mature, like you said, and and I think that uh, Kyler Murray should should look at that and and say to himself what what made Colt McCoy so uh, what made him able to beat the Rams in a building in which I played my worst professional game ever, and and I would hope that that he would kind of go okay, yeah, that ball did come out, the decisiveness. Um, the fact where he knew where to go with the football. Maybe I do need to spend more time in film study. I don't know. I, I, I hope there's something. I hope this. I hope this bothers him. Is what I hope. I, I, I hope he isn't just cool with this. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You would hope that that you know got under his skin a little bit. Like th- this team needed that infusion, and it came from somebody, not me. Exactly. And this is my team. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury shared a status update on the quarterback's hamstring after the game. Yeah, I think he's trending closer. Um, we just, like I said, we want him to be able to take off. When he takes off, go as fast as you can run and, and use those, those gifts he has, and, and he wouldn't have been able to do that today. Okay, so he said he was close. If Kyler Murray is at full strength this week and, and heading into Monday Night Football against the 49ers, 
Should the Cardinals still trot out Colt McCoy against San Francisco, or do you think the ball goes back to Kyler? No, listen, this is this is the thing. The thing is, he, Kyler Murray has been at full strength, and the offenses look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty That's a great bad. way to put it. Yeah. So, so to me, I, I, I think it's more. I think it's bigger than that. I think it's about an organization that has to say to themselves, "Let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and bench our starting starting quarterback for a week, maybe longer. Let's just ride this until." Colt McCoy loses. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Cliff Kingsbury is on record very recently as saying, I will do whatever it takes to win football games. Mm-hmm. This decision was made for him in a lot of ways with Kyler Murray being unable to play despite being close in, in Cliff's words. Yeah. Now, are you willing to do whatever it takes to win a football game? To me, that decision falls right in that column. Like, mm-hmm. do, do you disrupt what you had going on? And you know, he's talking about the infusion of, of, of energy that, that Colt was able to provide with his presence. Go there again. See what happens. Mm-hmm. It's only your season that's on the line. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, let's quickly squeeze in some Phoenix Suns talk. They're in Miami tonight to play the Heat. Uh, Friday night, they played a game that I think a lot of Suns fans would like to forget. They lost to yeah. the lowly Orlando Magic, 114-97, and not even with their best players on the court. Um, they got beat by Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, and Jalen Suggs. The Suns shot 40% from the field and 31% from three. They hit 13 of 42 three-point shots. Uh, what, what did you guys think about what you saw from the Suns on on Friday? Um, it was a bad performance. Yeah. You know, they tend to struggle against young teams who are shorthanded. We saw it at the end of last year. The game that sticks out to me where I really thought maybe, uh-oh, you know, one of the last regular season games of the season, they played Oklahoma City on a Sunday afternoon, and Oklahoma City wasn't good and had nobody playing. It was basically guys from the crowd that came in and put <laughs> uniforms on. And the Suns just went through the motions playing most of their team. I don't know why they struggle with that. I know they're not the only team, and hey, it's the NBA. It's an 82-game grind. Yeah. When that's your most recent sample of what you saw, you're like, this it, you know, th- this team has issues. Now, um, they have a chance to, to wash that away tonight. But, you know, um, hopefully they get healthy again soon because this is uh, <laughs> that was hard to watch. I, yeah, I, I thought the team was going to be in a little bit of trouble when they had to adjust their travel plans. They actually flew yeah. to Tampa and had a bus to Orlando. That's mm-hmm. about 90 minutes. And, and I'm not making excuses for them, but I just they look like they weren't into it. Yeah. And and I it. it and Monty Williams did say after that loss, you know, we try not to let that impact us, but it did impact us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think these next couple of games are going to be interesting because even though because Miami's got a good basketball team, they're better than their record indicates. It's in Miami, so that's going to be this is going to be a heat check or a lack thereof for this basketball team. And then you got a rematch against the Golden State team that is floundering right now. Uh-huh. Oh, and seven on the road. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Vic. I thought it was interesting, too, that over the weekend there were reports, depending on whether or not you believe them, that the, the Suns are interested in Max Struess from Miami. And then he goes out and scores 31 <laughs> points, hits six three-pointers in a game, right. carries them to a victory. Vic, uh, you, you mentioned the bus. That just, I have to ask, have you dropped bus in on your kids lately? <laughs> no. I feel like that was a task we assigned oh, to you, and I don't Dad. know if you ever came through with that. 
Bussin. Yeah, no, I, I I heard a couple of uh, heard a couple of new words uh, oh. from the last. Uh, I don't want to share them now. I want to make sure I get the context right. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's safe. That's good. that's a good way to approach it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> context is everything. Thank you, Sarah. Indeed. Thanks, guys. Rush Hour reboot. The big stories of the day every morning at uh, seven thirty. Uh, coming up next, three words: Buddha. Freaking, Freaking Baker. Baker. Love that guy. <laughs> That's next. Strictly a Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. He'll be out this week. Um, and then hopefully get him back for next week. I think it'll be day to day after this week. Snap to Wolford, back to throw again. Looking deep, airing it out, middle of the field, and it's intercepted. Somehow picked off at the 30 by Buda. Running back the other way, 40, 50, 40, Baker, 30. Cuts right and tackled at the 25. This guy shouldn't even be playing. What heart, what grit. Buda Baker showing leadership this week despite a bad wheel. He's even hobbling now after he picks it off. This guy is unbelievable. Yeah, that soundbite started with Cliff Kingsbury from Wednesday saying Buddha's out this week, day to day after this How week. How about that? Steve Kime came on our radio station on Friday with Burns and Gambo and said, I would not bet against Buddha playing this week. Then you get the notification yesterday that Buddha Baker, it was almost like the, the Karate Kid moment. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? Buddha Baker's going to play? Uh-huh. And not only does he play, he plays 80% of the snaps on a bad ankle that had him out again on Wednesday. When, when, normally when an NFL coach comes out in Beck and says on, on Wednesday he's not going to play, that's usually the sign of something very serious. Oh, yeah. Buda Baker is just cut from a different cloth altogether. Right, exactly. So if, if, that, if that desire was permeated everybody in the locker room, I think you'd have a whole different football team. Uh, Darren Urban from azcardinals.com. Had a great lead on his story this morning. I'll read it to you. Are you human, Buddha Baker? Quote, yeah, the safety said. Then he grinned. Or maybe I'm not. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> so, and again, we one of the highlights, Buddha was one of the breakout stars of week one of HBO's Hard Knocks. Yes. And the thing that you, you can't get by is, is you know, Billy Davis coming out and saying, what if we had everybody on this defense play as hard as Buddha Baker does? Imagine how good we would be. And for him for him to, to deal with that sprained ankle and, and want to play as bad as he did and care about it as much as he does, how do you not admire that? I mean, you just, that to me that that if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you are thanking the heavens for a player like that. Oh yeah, I mean, because that keeps commitment tight. You know, if he's out there, I saw him on Friday working out, and I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I couldn't believe it either when the visuals came out from that Cardinals practice, and you're like, well, there's no sign of a limp at all. Now after that interception return, where mm-hmm. by the way. It looked for like a split second he was going to take that to the house. Mm-hmm. When he cut that back into the middle of the field, you're yeah. like, oh my goodness. Wouldn't that have been something? The legend of Buddha is uh-huh. about to grow even more. Can we also say that just seconds before that play you tweeted, this feels like a turnover for a touchdown coming? Yes. And then the first play after that is they when dropped Hamilton it. dropped the interception. And then two plays later. <laughs> later in that drive, Baker got the interception. Uh, it was just one of those things. You got John, you got Hank Gudgley at quarterback, and they had to throw 
the ball. You do something, and that's when defensive backs like to jump routes. Mm. Uh, Buda Baker describes on how he was able to play. For me, I think of every game as a playoff game. So, you know, they told me it was a three to four week process, but the way I worked, the way I did my treatment all week, the way you know the Arizona Cardinals treatment staff did, man. Uh, I was able to play today, and, uh, you know, not 100, but did good enough when we got the W. Yeah, Kingsbury was asked afterwards, did he think about, even though Buddha could play, did he think about holding him out? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fine line you walk with him. You know, he, he will push through things that most people won't, and he wants to be out there. So you got to, uh, at times, um, take care of him. But I thought he handled himself well, and uh, what a tremendous interception he had there to seal the game. Yeah, Rondell Moore on Buddha. Yeah, uh, obviously Buddha's a huge leader on this team. Uh, goes out there, practices tails off. Um, obviously, on Sundays, he shows up and goes hard every play. Um, so his fight kind of just trickles down throughout the whole team, and uh, we rally as he goes. Yeah, I, I think you, you can't talk about this whole situation, Vic, without talking about the, the physical setting. Mm-hmm. The last time Buda Baker played a game in that stadium, he left on a cart. Yeah. He was injured. Remember the play where Cam mm-hmm. Akers was standing above him, and that caused that was one of the big storylines wow. was how the Cardinals reacted to that. Certain Cardinals in particular, but you now Buda Baker going back to that place where the last time he left was under those circumstances to overcome another injury and to be there for his team when they needed him the most. We talked about it on Thursday and Friday. What yeah. does the safety position look like? Jalen Thompson, Chris Banjo, and maybe Charles Washington? Mm-hmm. And Buda Baker said, nope, I'm good. He's, he's amazing. What's going to be interesting here is is I, I made the comment after the loss to the Seahawks that you get teams that realize they don't have a winning plan, they don't have a way out of this, and you get teams with players that start it's now I won't say half-assing it, but but they're not laying everything on the line. If they're a little banged up, they're not going to play. They they get into self-preservation mode. And Buda Baker by insisting on playing and being part of that game yesterday, it was such a strong endorsement to everybody else that there's not going to be any quit from this defense just yet. And, and it's to me, it's it's not it's not a coincidence that yesterday because of that, my J. Sanders had a real good game. Antonio Hamilton had a really good game. J.J. Watt outplayed Aaron Donald, I think, from what I my eyes told me. And it's just, the defense was still on point um, because of that guy. Because that guy, you, you, you've got to follow, and he's clearly, clearly the leader of that defense. And if a guy's willing to do that, and play under those conditions, and it means that much to him. It's going to mean that much to everybody because you're not, you won't dare be the guy that goes. Wait a minute, we're not. Why are you trying so hard, man? We're not in this anymore. It's a fascinating dilemma, and then it's you know it's it's and and again it's when you look inside the locker room, and and if you were going to take the temperature of this football team, I've said this many times before. Cliff is not the head coach a, a lot, the kind of head coach the locker room is going to turn on because Cliff treats them all like men, and Cliff makes it very easy on them comparatively speaking to other head coaches in the NFL. The question becomes: After yesterday, would that locker room? want that quarterback because of that vibage they had yesterday? Would the locker room be more turning on the quarterback than the head coach in this situation? Mm-hmm. We'll find out about that. But like you said, it, it's everything seemed a lot calmer yesterday offensively and, and defensively. This is this is a team that took advantage of a Rams team that had not a whole lot going for it yesterday. I mean, Cooper Cup finished with negative receiving yardage. Yeah, I I tweeted that before the game too. For whatever reason, Cooper Cup has just been a stats machine, 
and his numbers had been down against the Cardinals, who have done a good job of you know, not stopping him, obviously. Nobody stops him. The Cardinals stopped him yesterday, and John Wolford had something to do with that, too. And then he got hurt. Three catches for negative one yards? That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that has been constant and consistent for this defense this year. When they go up against the top receivers in the league, they do well. I mean, they've played against... Here, here's top 15 receivers they've gone against this year, Bick. Justin Jefferson, they did a nice job on him. Cooper Cup twice. Devontae Adams. A.J. Brown didn't have big numbers in that game. Um, Tyler Lockett, you know, they've, they've kind of held him in check. The one guy in the top 15 that's really had a good game against the Cardinals, and it was in a loss, was Chris Olave from the Saints. Mm-hmm. The, the Cardinals' defense shuts down receivers. Now they do get gashed by tight ends still and on bootlegs and stuff. But. No Byron Murphy yesterday either. And no Byron Murphy, yeah. Uh, yeah, Buda Baker is just a, he's just a different cat altogether. Yep. And that tweet he put out after the game. Great to get back into that win column. Just remember the mind is very powerful. And then three hashtags. Yeah. Go cards, blessed, and sore as bleep. <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to be featured oh, a lot. In, oh, yeah. He'll be featured a yeah. lot in week two of Hard Knocks again, as well. I, again, I think this team is really vibing on that, and and you can't convince me otherwise. Yep. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next on this Big Red Monday it's a big red Bickley blast straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.